Hi everyone, this is Dr. Thompson here, and today we are going to talk about parasites. Parasites are widely misunderstood, and a lot of people think that there's no chance that they have parasites, but unfortunately they are very common in the United States. So we're going to go through a little bit of what parasites are, how you get them, and what you can do about them. So we commonly hear, there's no way I have a parasite. But actually, it's estimated that 50% of Americans have parasites, and I would say it's probably a little higher than that. When people think of parasites, what they tend to think of are the giant tapeworms that we see. And not all parasites are giant worms. Yeah, some people do have tapeworms, but most of what people have is microscopic worms. This is Giardia, hookworm, some of the things that you can't see. So yeah, they're parasites, but they're not your classic you know, foot-long tapeworm. If you have a chronic illness like Lyme or Epstein-Barr, you're definitely more susceptible to having parasites. If you have gut dysbiosis, you are also more susceptible to have parasites. Like I said, parasites are not all these giant worms. So we have tapeworm, which is a big worm, but then you have pinworm, and these are the classic um, having your um, but itch at night and not any other time of the day. That is your pinworm. They come out at night. You have giardia. This is commonly gotten from dogs. A lot of dogs get it at the dog park or um, you know, drinking contaminated water. So a lot of people get this from having their dogs sleep with them. And you have protozoa, which you can't even see. And then the rest of these are really, really small um, parasites that you would never see in stool and you would never know are there unless you tested for them. These are pictures of parasites. On the left is a dead tapeworm, and on the right is tapeworm eggs. A lot of times people won't see actual tapeworm, what they'll see are the eggs. So how do you get parasites? Most people think you have to go to another country to get parasites, but that's not necessarily true. We get them from swimming in water with um, you know, any sort of stagnant water or water where parasites are. You get it from drinking contaminated water, eating food grown in contaminated soil, and I see this a lot with celery, lettuce, anything where there's little crevices that soil and parasites can get in and it's not properly cleaned is a big problem for parasites. Of course, you can get them traveling overseas, insect bites, Raw fish and sushi, very, very common. I know a good number of people that have gotten parasites from eating sushi, eating undercooked meat. Pork is the biggest offender here, but any undercooked meat can carry a parasite. Walking outside barefoot, some of these microscopic ones can get into any wounds you have. And then sleeping in bed with pets, in bed with your pets or allowing your pets to lick your face. Like I said, GRE is a really big offender um, that comes from dogs. One of the biggest symptoms that we see of parasites that's usually people don't tie two and two together is their sleep is affected. Usually we'll hear, I have a hard time falling asleep, I have a difficult time staying asleep, and they'll say, I wake up at 3 a.m. every night, or I, you know, I wake up at a certain time every night. Waking up exhausted after sleeping a full night, grinding your teeth, restless leg syndrome when you feel like you have to keep moving your legs, or waking up hungry and craving sugar at night. Basically, any combination of these can indicate parasites. It can be one of these, multiple of these, really any of these, but parasites will definitely mess with your sleep. 
Other symptoms of parasites are brain fog, um, forgetfulness, skin problems is a huge one, itching, hives, eczema, rashes, psoriasis, any of the skin issues, big indicator. Intense food, food cravings, this is going to be a lot of sugar and carbs. That's what these guys like to eat, so that's what they're going to crave, and it's going to be very big changes to hunger, usually, sometimes not. A decreased immune function, you're more susceptible to illness. That's because they're messing with your gut, and we know that 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So when the parasites have taken up house in your gut, it makes your immune system a little weaker. Anxiety, depression, irritability, that's the same thing. We know the gut-brain connection is huge, so anytime that these guys are messing with your gut, they're also messing with your brain. Joint pain, muscle pain, big indicators as well. And one of the ones I like to always ask for is how easily do you bruise? That's a big, big indicator to me that we have some sort of infection. And generally, it can be parasites or some other infections, but bruising easily and anemia are big indicators that we have some sort of infection going on. Like we said before, difficulty sleeping, adrenal fatigue, um, definitely going to have some gut issues. So we're going to have bloating, constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain and cramping, any of those can indicate um, parasites, and then heart pain, heart palpitations, difficulty breathing, any of these can indicate parasites as well. So parasites will put out what is called biofilm, and biofilm is basically this protective slime that will protect themselves from our immune system. So what it does is it'll act like glue, and it'll basically go around the parasite and it will make this little ecosystem where the parasite can live and our immune system doesn't know that it's there and it lives in this perfect little bubble. It also will accelerate the growth of the parasite in our GI tract and it'll allow bacteria, fungus, all different infections to, to go into the biofilm and take up house with them as well. What we commonly here and people think that it's kind of crazy is that parasites and the, there's a correlation between parasites and the full moon. Throughout history people have associated the full moon and strange behavior and what we know is that parasites are very cyclic creatures like most things. They're very cyclical and um, during the full moon our melatonin falls which weakens our immune system. This allows parasites to reproduce rapidly and while our melatonin falls, our serotonin rises. This is the, the neurotransmitter that makes you feel good when it rises. This allows parasites to move through our GI tract a little bit easier. So what we do to combat this is we will increase our parasite cleanse during the full moon, usually a few days before, through it, and a day or two after, just to make sure that we get all sort of, um, you know, any excessive reproduction we can, we can fight. There's a lot of holistic remedies for parasites. You can use black walnut, wormwood, oregano oil, grapefruit, seed extract, tea tree oil, and mimosa pudica. All of these are wonderful and each have kind of their own way of dealing with parasites, but they all work very well. One of my favorite ways to help in getting rid of parasites in biofilm is coffee enemas. The coffee will, um, stimulate our bodies to make more glutathione, which is a detox agent that our body uses. And it also increases peristalsis in our intestines and gets our intestines to move a little faster. So this will slough off and release parasites and biofilm. So it's very common to see 
parasites in mostly biofilm about 24 hours after doing a coffee enema. And also will remove toxins from circulation. So all great things, coffee enemas are absolutely wonderful when dealing with parasites in biofilm. So parasites are interesting to test for. We can look for patterns in the blood. We can look at the immune markers in the blood. You will definitely go off your symptoms. And a lot of people ask for a stool test. Stool testing is not always accurate. Parasites are tricky little creatures. They don't always end up in every stool sample because they don't really release into our stool unless they're dead or dying. And when they do die, they can dissolve themselves. So it's very hard to get a stool sample with parasites in them. If your stool sample comes back with parasites in it, there's a good chance you have a lot of parasites. So if your stool test comes back and it doesn't show any parasites, that doesn't mean that you don't have them. What you can do is if something else comes back, we will, um, or we have symptoms to believe there is parasites, we use the antimicrobials like I listed before that will address parasites and generally um, we'll start to see symptoms resolve or we'll see biofilm in worms passing. And so if that's the case, then we know that we had them and the testing was not accurate. So I hope you guys learned a little bit about parasites and we can kind of take down the stigma on them. They are more common than we think in America and hopefully we can make people aware of the symptoms of parasites and what we'll do about them. I hope you guys all have a great week and we will talk soon.